Hi out there, I'm Pat Polly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we interview people from the visual arts or the performing arts and talk about goings-on in the local art scene. And today, we're talking about Harris Harvey Gallery and their new Richard Morehouse show. And here to talk with us are co-founders, Lisa Harris and Sarah Harvey. Welcome to the show, Lisa and Sarah. Thank you, Pat. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having us. Well, we're so happy you could come in to talk with us today. Now, but before we get started, let's talk about some new plays here locally. And there are two plays opening in March that both focus on people with disabilities, and one from a best-selling book and the other from a reworked Shakespeare play. Now, the first one is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, and that has been a best-selling book. Um, but it is now a compelling drama at Village Theater. It opens March 14th, and it'll be there till April 21st. And this uh, compelling drama uh, is about a 15-year-old boy with autism who's wrongly accused of killing his neighbor's dog, which compels him to solve the murder on his own. It's very interesting plot. The play is the winner of five Tony Awards and seven Olivier Awards. And, you know, it's from a very complicated but a great story to read in book form. Uh, it'll be great to see what they do with it on stage. Uh, for more information, just go to villagetheater.org. Should be interesting. And then at ACT Theater, and this is March 1st to 31st, is Romeo and Juliet uh, like you've never seen it with the star-crossed lovers bridging the gap between American Sign Language and English. The play is trying to serve both deaf and hearing communities. Now, the uh, actor who plays Romeo is actually deaf, but I understand that he's, you know, very uh, appealing and romantic figure. He uses sign language as the lines are actually spoken by other actors. And Shakespeare's words are turned into sign language poetry. <laughs> The director, John Lang, says, we're all being stretched by this. Uh, sounds interesting. We'll see how it plays out on stage. More info at acttheater.org. We'll be back shortly talking with Lisa Harris and Sarah Harvey about Harris Harvey Gallery and their new Richard Morehouse show. Stay tuned. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, -side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Art Beach Northwest. We'll be talking here with the uh, co 
co-founders of Harris Harvey Gallery and their new Richard Morehouse show on Artbeat Northwest. And let's talk about uh, the Harris Harvey Gallery. Now, uh, Lisa, you started, first of all, with the gallery business. Why don't you give a little of your history here in Seattle? Well, I did. I had... uh originally worked at Cornish College for the Arts and got to know some of the artists there. But I was hired by a gallery called Pioneer Square Gallery uh, that was in, you know, was right down on First Avenue South. And it was in the days of uh, forming First Thursday. So I got to know a lot of the other uh, Seattle art dealers uh, there. I was the director of that gallery. And uh, after... uh, I left that and decided I wanted to, you know, start my own gallery. Um, I met, um, well, I knew an artist named Kent Lovelace who also had Stone Press editions, and he had um, spotted this gallery in the Pike Place Market, and he had actually sold his artwork there in his very early days. And uh, just it seemed that uh, the center of activity was really Pioneer Square, and maybe it was possibly suicide, to start a gallery in another area of town that was known for kind of arts and crafts. But I wanted to represent regional artists as opposed to doing uh, nationally known artists that did only prints, uh, graphics. I wanted to become part of the vibrant Seattle art scene, you know, um, Linda Ferris Gallery, Mia Gallery, et cetera. And so uh, in 1984, I took the leap and uh, opened the gallery uh, with uh, a show of um, uh, an artist named Heidi Marie Blackwell. And, uh, you know, the gallery was called Perspectives at that point. So for the first two years, it was actually called Perspectives Gallery. Then I finally had the confidence (laughs) to put my own name on it because that's what, you know, other people, other galleries did. So I thought, you know, if this doesn't work out, maybe I can sell it to somebody else. Well, it started to work out. And um, I uh, actually, you know, 35 years later here, of course, it has a different name and it's it technically owned by Sarah Harvey, uh, who I have had the pleasure of working with for the past, I would say, almost eight years now, seven yes. or eight years. Okay. And uh, so now the gallery was in uh, the heart of the Pike Place Market for over three decades. And we had the space in front of the pink door. Uh, that was adjacent. We had the view. Their terrace had a view, but their dining room didn't. So Jackie Roberts, uh, you know, for years was like, hey, you know, if you ever want to move, I'd be really interested in your space and so forth. So eventually we worked something out because I was, you know, looking toward retiring eventually. And so it's like, what can I do? What can I do? My daughters didn't want to take over the business. Uh, so I just popped the question to Sarah, and she's like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, you, meanwhile, uh, the pink door has expanded into our beautiful space with a, um, you know, overlooking Elliott Bay. And I think it's working out beautifully for, for them. And Sarah has put together uh, a wonderful gallery on First Avenue. Uh, together, we sort of, you know, have launched it, but she's really steering the boat now. And uh, it's between Stewart and Virginia on First Avenue. And so it's still in the Pike Place Market Historical District. So oh, it it's is. really great. And it's very close, like, to the Seattle Art Museum. It's right in there where everything's happening. It, it, it is. And it's kind of a design block now. Things are sort of happening in that in that block. So, Sarah, how are you liking your new location? I am really fond of the new location. We are now on street level, so we get to have the energy of the street. It's a lot more visible and accessible space for us. And we have 
great neighbors, Virginia Inn, Le Pichet. Um, it's really easy for visitors to stop in when they visit the art museum, the Pike Place Market. So it's really a dynamic space for us. And we should mention that she was upstairs. Lisa was. Uh, it was an upstairs gallery. And actually, but you had some great shows there. And I have to tell you that I was there in 1987. We got, And I bought uh, two paintings from Lisa. And I remember that that I think that show sold out. You must have sold out a lot of well, shows. Well, Richard Morehouse had had a history of selling out shows uh, uh-huh. for, for many years. Of course, it's a different world today. But, um, yeah, you know, you helped make that show successful. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and I'm still enjoying my paintings. Thank you. Love to hear <laughs> Very that. Very much. Anyway, so what are your backgrounds that uh, brought you to running art galleries? Let's start with Sarah. Well, I studied art at Reed College in Portland and came to Seattle to earn my master's degree in art history from University of Washington. And while I was studying historical artists, I also had an interest in working with living artists that could engage in a dialogue with about their work. So I really wanted to become involved with the gallery. So at that point, I actually started at Lisa Harris Gallery as an intern um, and spent many, many years working with Lisa and enjoying the relationships um, that we formed with our artist group. Well, that is so great that you've had such a great transition for your gallery to someone who has really got the background and the interest to carry on your legacy. I, I am so lucky, and yes, our artists lucky. are very lucky. I mean, they're just uh, having the, the continuity uh, but also sort of a fresh face um, and someone who uh, has possibly a slightly different aesthetic, you know, but she's really looking into the future. And, you know, I was looking more toward the past, perhaps, but um, the gallery has a lot of, um, you know, a lot of continuity, I would say, from the past, which which I really am happy about. So have you kept most of the artists that were in the original Lisa Harris gallery? Yes, um, so we still are featuring the same core artist group that was part of Lisa Harris Gallery, although there have been some new additions, which we're excited about. And we will, um, as galleries do, continue to evolve into the future um, and looking to maybe invite some younger emerging artists to join this really fantastic artist group. And so how would you describe the kind of art that you show in your gallery? I would say that the work that we show is often grounded in um, more traditional techniques, but often with kind of a fresh aesthetic. Often our artists are merging representation of the world around them with kind of impulses towards abstraction or um, maybe a more mystical approach to the outside world. So... I would say that, you know, there's a variety of voices, but a lot of it is sort of transforming the world around them through their own unique style and vision. And I find that your taste is very appealing. And I I want to tell you, listeners, you need to go to their gallery if you want to see some really appealing art that is kind of you know, it's on the cutting edge of art, and yet it harkens back to things that are familiar, too. So uh, it, it's just the kind of art that, you know, you might want to purchase, <laughs> since I did. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about uh, 
the Richard Morehouse show that's going to be uh, opening very soon. Uh, who is Richard Morehouse? Well, yeah. Richard Morehouse uh, is an artist that I took on in about 1985. And he had come through the UW uh, in the printmaking, first in the graphic design department. Then he went to Australia and worked at the Prawn Institute, which is in Melbourne. He taught there, but he was also doing uh, independent studies in printmaking. Printmaking was really his first love. Oh. So, so um, And his palette transformed there, too. So that was kind of interesting. He came back to UW and met, um, I think, a lot of people in the printmaking department and in the painting department. In fact, he was part of uh, a kind of a notable early studio in Seattle called Utah Street Studios with painters like Norman Lundeen and uh, Michael Caldwell and just it's a, a whole host of artists that were affiliated with Cornish, too, besides being the UW. So anyway, uh, he basically, you know, he became a painter. Uh, he really fell in love with color in Australia because it's near the, the, the tropics. And he had been working in black and white. So, oh, what a change. Yeah. And it was and a his huge, color is just brilliant. it's explosive, <laughs> you know, beautiful, vibrant color. But um, Richard couldn't be here today, but he did. Uh, this is a statement that's actually published in a book called 100 Artists of the West Coast. And it was published in 2003. And I thought I would read it because it oh, kind yes. of gives you a little flavor of Richard. Richard is, you know, he's he's just terrific. I hope you'll people will come by the opening in March and, you know, um, March 7th and meet him. But uh, it says, um, as a kid, I was always drawing and painting airplanes, making messes in the kitchen of our home in Billings, Montana. After various moves, college, jobs such as a grave digger, oh, no. a dead end, <laughs> a dead end, <laughs> teaching in Australia, a dream, and photographing Christmas trinkets, a bore. My childhood interest in art revived. Art won out over my other fantasy, being an airline airline pilot. Too bumpy. <laughs> Too bumpy. Oh, cute. Well, he certainly had a long career and a very successful one. Well, yes, and I think that um, I think it's really remarkable because he had uh, galleries in. Well, he had a gallery in Portland. First of all, he started out Cynthia Von Sewer Gallery, which goes way back in time. So that was here on the east side in, oh, uh, really? in Bellevue. Yes. Wow. And that's where I first saw his work. But, um, you know, also he's been doing shows annually or every year and a half for all these years. And I've been representing him for over three decades. And so he really, um, you know, he's been very popular. He certainly contributed in a major way to our success. But... Um, you know, that kind of sort of staying power. Why do people, you know, love Richard Morehouse? I mean, it's color. You know, this is the gray Northwest, but not today. Uh, so anyway, I just have so much respect for him uh, and the fact that he's also continued to evolve. Okay, so he had a gallery on the east side and then he was in Oregon? Then he was in Oregon. He was, well, he was actually started with me in um, uh, 1986. And our first show, he was actually working in pastel and uh, the subject matter was figurative, and they were actually figures in bathtubs. <laughs> and they, it was just a terrific show. We did really well with it. I had brought in a clawfoot tub, and that was no easy uh, matter, you know, with our 22 steps up. And then we had champagne in the, you know, in the clawfoot oh. tub for the opening. It was really, really, really fun. So 
Um, anyway, but he w- then began showing with Elizabeth Leach Gallery in Portland, had a long association there. Uh, he was with the Seattle Art Museum Rental Sales Gallery with for many years, and that was concurrent with the shows that he was having with us in Seattle. We had a nice arrangement with, his, with Sam oh. uh, so that the work could be. It would help them out, and it helped us out. Oh, great. And then Margo Jacobson eventually in Portland. And he also... Um, Showed briefly with uh, Ann Reed Gallery in Ketchum, Idaho. You know, it's like near Sun Valley and uh, a little bit in Santa Fe. But mostly uh, the Portland Gallery and the Seattle Gallery here, we were able to, uh, you know, ensure that he could do his artwork full time. Great. And, you know, he he is actually a master of color. And he, when he does local art scenes or wherever he does, he really brings out the color, and yet he makes it believable that that's uh, appropriate, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really has a knack for creating these very relatable scenes, but really tour de force color, extremely vibrant, um, and a really interesting abstraction and simplification of the scene, but in a way that's very approachable, very warm, and very welcoming. So what can we expect to see in this new Richard Morehouse show? Well, uh, it's a collection of acrylic paintings on board, but this new body of work is really an attempt by Richard to answer a particular question, which is, how can light be represented artistically rather than scientifically in painting? So he's Ah. developed this approach that, you know, is using real intensity of color paired with black and white. So often he'll have, you know, really inky black framing a night scene of a cafe that's illuminated with these really strong yellows and oranges Um, or a cityscape with bold colors and strong patches of white that really convey, you know, the intensity of sunshine reflecting off of glass and metal. So Really um, an attempt to represent the warmth and vibrancy of light and color in our environment. And, you know, I could see his paintings in, there's so many new buildings being built in huge condominiums and things, and I can see his paintings really fitting in in some of those places. (laughs) Um, But it's already time for a break. We've been here talking about Harris Harvey Gallery in the heart of Seattle with Lisa Harris and Sarah Harvey. Co-founders, we'll be right back with more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Newworth, Omnia. Newworth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-tastic will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. We're here talking about Harris Harvey Gallery and the new Richard Morehouse show. Now, Richard Morehouse has evolved into working with an iPad. 
how did that happen and how is that being received? Well, a few years ago, he began experimenting with uh, creating digital artworks using an iPad and a stylus. And from there, small editions of archival pigment prints are produced. But I think it's a medium that's really well suited to Richard Morehouse's sensibility. You've got the possibility for um, strong line work and flat planes of vibrant color. So I think it was an opportunity that really suited him. Um, And he is able to experiment with nearly infinite color choices to be able to experiment and make changes very quickly and spontaneously, you know, in a way that is maybe not as possible in a traditional media like painting. So I think it's it's really interesting and exciting to see an artist who's had a long career and a lot of success as a painter really embrace new technologies and new possibilities that come along with it. And I think it's important to point out that this particular exhibition is um, a painting show. Uh, isn't that correct? There, it is. And the, the last uh, show also was a painting show. But uh, the iPad paintings are, you know, he's been doing those uh, kind of concurrently. And it's a really big portion of his work. And I, I do believe it appeals to his the side of him that loves printmaking. Ah. Uh, and he still has to understand how colors overlay. Uh, there's a certain flatness. There's the graphic quality or the outlining that's, that Sarah has mentioned. And what was, I think, a, a real formative influence um, that got him going in that direction. Well, first he was using the iPad as a tool for sketching. And wow. before he eventually, you know, had the whole process and created prints, you know, that were and and I should mention that that I these paintings they're conceived of to be prints. They are not based on other paintings. They are conceived of they they are done in the medium that you know. I mean he he he's not like doing a gicle print or anything like that. It's it's basically. Um, I mean he's not basing it on another existing work. He creates an original one. But anyway, he had seen the David Hockney uh, exhibition. I believe it was in San Francisco and Hockney had been playing with the iPad for a period of time Ah. and was creating really large works. And I think Richard was already working a little bit on the iPad, just doing little sketches. But then when he saw that and saw what was possible color-wise, because Richard is fundamentally a colorist, you know, in the finest tradition. Um, And so um, I think that was kind of a pivotal moment for him. And But he was quick to seize other technologies. You know, when acrylic paint came out, well, first of all, he had to switch from oils and pastels because he was highly allergic to those media. Uh-huh. Uh, he had to, uh, you know, he started working with acrylic. And they were the early acrylics, and they weren't as user-friendly as the ones today. And today, you know, there are wonderful um, pigments available in acrylic. And this show is, is executed in acrylic. So uh, probably rambling a little bit. I think maybe I can be corralled in a little bit by Sarah uh, well, here. okay, so then... He's proven to be very flexible and very into the new technologies over a, a long span of time. So now I have some question to ask you about his prints. I think uh, they are a bit more affordable than his paintings, which might be of interest to, you know, some of the people who are, you know, uh, looking for art for their uh, condos or apartments or or houses, 
Um, uh, yeah, I think that? that is part of the appeal of the iPad pieces in that they are at a price point that's approachable for um, you know a lot of different kinds of people, and it's still very recognizable, quintessential Richard Morehouse imagery. So you you do really feel like it, you know, is a piece of his artistry, um, but it it's a bit more accessible for people as well. I know that I saw some of his uh, iPad imagery, and I thought it it looks a lot like his acrylic paintings. Although, of course, it doesn't have the texture and so on, you know, that you're going to find in the acrylic painting. And, you know, it's not, it's a print, but it's their original prints, right? They what? are, and they're highly, they're on um, archival, uh, 100% rag paper, ah. and the inks are highly saturated on there. And he is actually able to convey the idea of overlaying um, thinner uh, you know, kinds of washes sometimes. I mean, oh. he really has exploited this medium, I think, to, you know, its fullest potential. And also stylistically, um, Sarah was alluding to some of these black and white, um, you know, with just a punch of color uh, images, but he also does highly uh, impressionistic, many, many brushstrokes. So you look at the range of his approaches to, you know, handling, and his subject matter is, um, you know, the urban landscape, a uh, little bit of straight landscape, and then interior. Mostly urban landscape now, though. In this show. Yes, I think. Which might appeal to city folk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as we are in the city, um, that's definitely an environment that I would say energizes Richard Morehouse. Um, and a lot of his work, I think, is about trying to capture the energy of the city and its occupants, so, you know... And the I, color of the Exactly, city. <laughs> and that's a way to capture that energy is that intense, vibrant color. So we uh, are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Lisa and Sarah, for being on the show. Now, how can we go online to find out more? Well, our website is harrisharveygallery.com. It lists works by all of our artists and our exhibitions, such as... The Richard Morehouse Show, which runs through March 7th through 30th. And it'll be opening this Thursday. Go, you want to be sure to go to the first Thursday opening, and you'll have a great time, and you'll get to see a great show. And listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Artbeat Northwest for news and views on the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week. <laughs>